0: Radio Prague International. The external service of Czech Radio. News.
1: Petr Fiala's government is facing a no-confidence vote in the lower house. Czech police say that they have arrested a high-ranking Russian gangster who is wanted in the US. And the coach of Czechia's premier ice skater Martina Sabrikova is facing allegations of misusing the training budget. The government of Petr Fiala faces a vote of no confidence in the lower house this Tuesday. The no confidence motion is being tabled by the opposition ANO party, which collected the signatures of 58 MPs to push it through. The reason cited was that the ruling coalition had blocked its proposals in the lower house and failed to address people's problems. Commentators are linking the vote to party leader Andrej Babish's campaign in the presidential elections and an attempt by Anno to win media attention. Given that the ruling coalition has a solid majority in the lower chamber, it is almost certain to survive the no-confidence motion. Detectives from the National Centre for Combating Organised Crime, or NCOZ for short, found and arrested a Georgian national for whom there is an international arrest warrant issued by the United States. The man, who is described as a high-ranking authority within Russia's criminal underworld, is accused of committing several violent crimes in the United States and is currently being held in extradition custody, NCOZ spokesman Yaroslav Ibehe said on Tuesday. Police officers also arrested the man's Georgian bodyguard during the raid. An extradition proceeding will decide on whether the suspect will be handed over to US authorities. An audit conducted by the National Sports Agency that focused on the economic management of the Czech Speed Skating Association has confirmed irregularities in the billing of foreign trips by coach Petr Novak, news site Seznam Sprave reports. Mr Novak, who is best known as the coach of Olympic champion Martina Sablikova, is under suspicion of inflating the costs of foreign training sessions for athletes under his supervision from 2019 to 2020. Mr Novak has refused to comment on the situation, although he has admitted in the past that he may not always have strictly followed administrative guidelines. Meanwhile, in the ongoing presidential election, Danusha Nerudova, who finished third in the first round of the presidential race and thus did not qualify for the second, has announced her support for candidate Petr Pavel. At a joint press conference with Pavel on Tuesday, Nerudovar said that she will support him verbally, publicly and by providing him with her advertising spaces. She dismissed Pavel's opponent Andre Babish as, I quote, "...representing evil that must not end up occupying the position at Prague Castle," Miss quote. Ms. received 13.92% of the vote in the first round of the elections. Meanwhile, the Freedom and Direct Democracy Party, which fielded its own candidate, Jaroslav Bashta, who received 4.5% of the vote in the first round, refused to endorse either of the two candidates. Large crowds have gathered to view the exhibition of the bohemian crown jewels in Prague's St. Vitus Cathedral, the Czech news agency reported on Tuesday. The visitors started gathering as early as 6am to see the symbols of Czech statehood that are only rarely displayed to the public. Presidential candidate Andrei Babisch was also spotted among those waiting in line. The crown, scepter, orb, coronation sword, and other regalia, including the relic of the skull of St. Wenceslas, are on display at the cathedral until January 21st. Marketa Irgova, who together with Glenn Hansard won the Oscar for Best Original Song in 2008, is aiming to represent Czechia at this year's Eurovision Song Contest, the Czech news agency reports. Viewers will get to vote on who they want to represent their country from January 30th to February 6th, and this year's Eurovision Song Contest is set to take place in the United Kingdom in May. A team of scientists from the Faculty of Information Technology at the Czech Technical University in Prague has won the International Weather Forecast competition in New Orleans, Czech Television reported on Tuesday. The aim of the competition was to predict as accurately as possible precipitation, based off satellite data collected over a period of two years in seven selected regions. The Czech science team was made up of Jiri Petr, Rudolf Raevsky, Petr Shimanek, and Matej Huma, who developed a project together with the company Meteopress that makes it possible to predict weather conditions with high accuracy several tens of minutes ahead of time. The system is especially useful because it does not rely on meteorological radar stations and can therefore be also used in developing countries, Czech television reports. Finally, we come to the weather. Wednesday should see temperatures hover around an average of 2 degrees Celsius, but there will also be snowfall expected almost across the whole country, with the exception of northern Moravia. My name is Tom McEncroe and that is all the news for now. (music)
2: Hello listeners and welcome to Radio Prague International, the external service of Czech Radio. I'm Anna Fodor and this is what we've got coming up in today's programme. The authentic bohemian crown jewels go on display at St Vitus' Cathedral. Czech scientists discover an organism able to adapt to changes in its gene structure. And later on we take a look at the controversy over reforesting bohemian Switzerland in the wake of the devastating summer blaze there. All that coming up, so please stay with us. This week, people have the rare opportunity to view the authentic Bohemian crown jewels, which have been put on display at St Vitus' Cathedral, along with a sacred relic, the skull of St Wenceslas, the nation's patron saint. They are being displayed on the occasion of the 30th anniversary of the founding of the modern Czech state. Daniela Lazarová reports.
3: St Vitus Cathedral at Prague Castle, the seat of Czech kings, holds a priceless treasure, the Bohemian crown jewels which were used in the coronation of the country's monarchs. The crown jewels are stored in a special chamber which is secured with seven locks to which the country's top officials have the keys. The collection is only displayed on rare occasions. In the course of the 20th century, it was only shown to the public nine times. The crown jewels include the crown of St. Wenceslas, the royal orb and scepter, the coronation vestments of the kings of Bohemia, a gold reliquary cross and the sword of St. Wenceslas. The crown was made for the coronation of Charles IV in 1347, making it the fourth oldest in Europe. The royal orb and scepter date back to the 16th century. It is believed that the originals, which lacked any precious stones, were considered too austere to adequately reflect the prestige of the Kingdom of Bohemia, so they were later replaced by ones made in an ornate, jeweled style that resembled the crown. The royal crown is made from 22 karat gold and weighs close to 2.5 kilos. Petr Kropa, who heads the Department of Heritage Protection at Prague Castle, describes the treasure. The crown consists of a
4: headdress which is composed of four parts and in the middle of each part is a fleur-de-lis. All the parts are set with large, precious stones, 96 precious stones and 20 pearls, among them sapphires, emeralds, a ruby and an aquamarine. It is said that some may have belonged to Charles's first wife, Blanche of Valois. Right at the top there is a gold cross inlaid with a sapphire with a carving of the crucifixion of Christ.
3: The cross was made hollow inside so that it could hold a sacred relic, a thorn from Christ's crown of thorns, which Charles IV managed to acquire. Around the cross is the Latin inscription, Here lies the crown of the Lord. There is a lot of speculation as to whether the thorn is still there. When the crown was last examined three months ago, experts concluded that the cross is intact and so there is no reason to believe otherwise. As many ancient treasures, the crown of Bohemia is also protected by a legend that says that any usurper who would dare to place the crown on their head is sure to die within a year. This legend was given added weight by the rumour that during World War II, Nazi Governor Reinhard Heydrich secretly tried on the crown. He was assassinated less than a year later by the Czech resistance. The crown jewels are regularly inspected and maintained by the Belder family of jewelers, who have had the privilege of looking after the crown jewels for more than half a century. A team of Czech
2: scientists say that they have discovered a parasite with a uniquely chaotic gene structure unreadable to viruses. Their research has since been published in the prestigious science journal Nature. The team believes its findings could also help treat human diseases in the future. Tom McEncrow has the story.
1: The whole discovery began by studying a previously unknown parasite of the Trypanosoma genus, Found inside a beetle near the ruins of Trosky Castle. Leoš Valášek from the Institute of Microbiology at the Czech Academy of Sciences says that unlike the vast majority of organisms, it was difficult to find where the parasite's individual gene code starts and where it ends.
4: We found that its gene code has unique characteristics By combining several slight differences in the tools that decode the genetic information, the organism managed to adapt to this change to its genes. If I were to use an example, imagine having a shovel and shortening the blade by 5 cm. Shortening the tool in such a way enables the worker to use the tool in a different way. This difference on the cellular level of the organism makes it possible for it to manage this shift from the standard genetic code. For us humans, with our genetic code, such a shift is impossible.
5: The
1: organism's unique gene code makes it immune to viral infections, as viruses cannot decode and subsequently program these cells to reproduce. Zuzana Pavlíková, a PhD student at the Institute who took part in the research, says that further experimentation on yeast cells has shown this discovery can be built on further.
4: We introduced various genes that were either artificially adjusted or changed like those in the Trypanosoma. What's fascinating is that we are able to bring about these changes also in other organisms, such as yeast. We can program yeast cells to function just as the original organism and they are also able to survive.
1: The trypanosoma's unique genetic information makes it an extremely useful organism for biologists. Julius Rukes from the Institute of Parasitology at the Biology Centre of the Czech Academy of Sciences says that further research into the organism could help especially in the fields of molecular biology and genetic engineering.
4: The discovery of this unique trypanosoma can be transferred into virtually any other cell where it can be used to a limited capacity. No one expected that this would be possible until we found that this organism can live with these changes and function normally.
1: The team believes that the discovery could, for example, lead to advances in the treatment of some hereditary diseases, but further research will be needed until this is confirmed.
2: Moving on now to what was one of the most beautiful corners of the Czech Republic, the Bohemian Switzerland National Park. Last summer, however, it was ravaged by a devastating wildfire – Within a broad debate on restoring the region, there is controversy about whether people should let nature take its course or if they should help it by replanting as many trees as soon as possible. Vít Bohanka brings you today's feature.
6: Summer 2022.
5: A wildfire in Bohemian Switzerland ravaged 1,600 hectares of forest land close to the Czech-German border. As the name of the national park suggests, it has a unique hilly landscape with some of the most striking rock formations in Europe. So it is small wonder that the devastation of one of the most beautiful spots in Czechia was constantly in the news. But even as the blaze raged, environment experts like Wojciech Kotetsky from Charles University said that it could help the local fauna to adapt to a changing climate.
6: I actually believe that the fire is more a problem for local people, for people in the villages around the national park, than for nature itself. There was a major, a bit smaller fire in the national park about 16 years ago, And we know what happens afterwards because of that fire. We know that nature will regenerate very fast, and uh, instead of the monocultures the national park inherited from the previous uh, forest management, it will evolve into a wild, uh, biodiverse, and rich forest. So that I think that nature. It's not that much a problem. People are. A few
5: months later, I'm walking around the national park with Tomáš Salov, its spokesman. He explains that the fire, no matter how devastating it was, didn't completely destroy the forest.
6: It is not a homogenous,
1: burnt and blackened area. It is rather a mosaic. There are places where the wildfire burnt with enormous intensity. Then there are patches that the fire touched only lightly. The trees are standing and only their bark is blackened. But since the ground is covered with fallen leaves, you do not see any signs of the fire. So, for example, there is a valley called Pravchitsky Dul. During the wildfire, it became something like a huge fire cauldron due to the unique terrain conditions and draft, and everything burnt down. There are only charred tree trunks left, and the ground is still completely black. The valley we are standing in right now remained largely untouched for some reason, perhaps because of the direction of the wind or because there was small moisture in the ground. The wildfire
5: did not devastate this part of the park. Tomáš Salov's colleague says that if people leave the forest alone, it will regenerate itself without a problem. In fact, it would be better suited to the given
7: climate. My
3: name is Ivana Marková. I've been working as a botanist here at the National Park Administration since 2003. The first trees that will start growing here spontaneously will be birches, poplars, aspens, willows and rowan trees. We call them pioneer species since they are normally the first to start growing in our temperate climate. It will take some time before the next generation of trees will start growing under the canopy of the pioneer group. They will be beeches, oaks and pines. A lot will depend on the particular location but also the climate. Frankly, we cannot predict what kind of climate our descendants will have in 100 years' time. So I think it is irresponsible to plant anything as it may be a waste of
7: money.
5: Obviously, the process of natural regeneration will take a long time. It will be decades before the area is covered by a full-grown forest.
7: My jsme teď na začátku vývoje lesního ekosystému, kdy došlo teda k nějaké katastrofické události, kdy ten les prostě.
3: The regeneration of the ecosystem is only just starting. In the wake of a natural disaster such as the wildfire we had here, the whole natural growth process restarts. Here there were some birches that are able to start growing from the roots of the burnt trees that remained in the ground and they will probably be the first to start appearing. Then seeds of other pioneer plants will be spread by the wind since they are very light and some of them will start to sprout. When these trees shed their leaves that are rich in nutrients, they will naturally fertilize the earth and at the same time provide shade and moisture and thus help to prevent erosion and create the right conditions for the so-called target trees to start growing. Buky, jedle,
7: to jsou dřeviny prostě stínu, Ty dostou ve stínu. Takže třeba to, co, co můžeme vidět v některých lesích,
3: Beaches and firs need shade, so if we start planting them directly into the open areas with no other plants to provide cover from the sun, they will not grow well. If they do... They will start changing their gene pool. So if we start planting them in the open spaces, we will in fact be manipulating their genes and creating trees that are able to withstand the light and drought that is typical for such a
7: glade.
5: It seems logical and simple enough. But Tomáš Salov says that the National Park Administration is under pressure from the locals to act. The people who live in the vicinity would like to see a grown forest as soon as possible and urge planting it rather than waiting for its natural reforestation. They
6: believe in the same
1: cliché that I did when I was a boy and teenager. The general idea then was that if you cut down some trees, you need to substitute them as soon as possible and plant new trees. If you find some dry wood in the forest... You bring it home and use it as firewood. Dead branches should be collected for the same purpose and the forest should be kept kind of tidy. That was the general idea and it still is very much
6: alive.
1: People tend to think that we should regenerate the forest that we should plant as many trees as soon as possible. So we have this difference of opinion with the local people. Sometimes we even clash and argue with each
6: other. When we
1: tell them that there is no point in trying to artificially grow a forest, plant species that might not be ideally suited to the future climate conditions, they do not believe us. Some
6: of them even
5: think that we are simply lazy.
6: Tomáš
5: Salov, spokesman for the Bohemian Switzerland National Park. Some environmentalists suggest that the campaign for a speedy reforestation by people is driven by local business interests. Guesthouses, restaurants and other firms providing tourist services would like to see as many visitors as possible, as soon as possible. They don't want to wait for decades for green, lush woods to emerge. But when I spoke to one of the critics of the national park strategy, he denied that business had anything to do with his views.
1: My name is Milan Darina and I am responsible for the forests owned by the village of Jätřichovice. I came here as a forester some four decades ago. This region and its landscape simply enchanted me and I never moved away. This country is like a beautiful woman. It is gorgeous, it is wild, it is calm, it is simply wonderful. Nature is omnipresent, it welcomes you everywhere.
6: bylo It
1: completely overwhelmed me. I started hiking in those cities of rock, as we call them, and I did not want to leave them. I could imagine living there like some sort of little forest animal. Civilization seemed to be a hundred miles away, and it does not matter what kind of weather there is, if it rains or the sun shines, if it is winter or summer. The country is beautiful in any season. As I said, it is like
6: a beautiful woman. Za každého počasí, jak říkám, je to jako krásná ženská.
5: Milan Dazina even accuses the experts at the national park of environmental fundamentalism, which is, in his view, seriously misguided and inconsistent.
6: V žádném případě přírodě pomáhat nechtějí. Oni to chtějí nechat na té přirozené obnově.
1: They don't want to help nature under any circumstances. They want to rely totally on natural regeneration. I agree that natural regeneration and biodiversity are a good thing, and I think we could rely solely on them in some of the least accessible zones of the national park. At the same time, however, I would like to know who will decide, which are the native trees we should let grow, and which are the alien species. For example, we can almost be certain that after some time, Douglas firs and Weymouth pines will start growing here. Those were introduced some 200 years ago and are definitely not native. The National Park has so far been trying to eradicate these species, so I would like to know whether they will start to eradicate them again or whether they will let them grow like other trees.
5: Milan Dazina, deputy mayor of Jetřichovice and professional forester. In order to get an impartial and expert view, I called Professor Pavel Kindlman at Charles University in Prague who specializes in ecology and biodiversity. So, what does he think about natural reforestation?
6: It's
0: quite clear that when it comes to the forests in the national parks, we should let nature take care of itself. I'm talking here about the inner main zones of the parks, not the buffer zones on the outside. We should let nature take its course as much as possible. That's why we have those parks.
5: And what about forests outside of national parks? There is a chronic problem with a bad composition in Czechia. Ever since the Industrial Revolution, spruce was planted as a fast-growing tree used mainly for building and industrial purposes. Originally, though, spruce grew only in colder countries or in higher altitudes. A warmer and drier climate makes it very vulnerable to bark beetle infestation. So many forests all over the country had to be cut down, and their owners are now obliged by law to replant them. Wouldn't this be a good opportunity to change their composition so that it would conform to the changing climate?
6: There
0: We certainly won't make a mistake if we leave it up to nature, but the regeneration will take longer. The advantage is that we won't have to pay for anything or do anything, and in due time, the species best adapted for the given climactic conditions will be naturally selected. But at the same time, I understand that if you want to have a forest for future logging, you need to plant trees that you want to sell or use, for example spruce. Only in that case you don't have a natural forest, but rather a wood plantation.
6: Professor
5: Pavel Kindlmann of Charles University. Both he and botanists at the Bohemian Switzerland National Park expect that at the end of the day the reforestation will probably be some sort of compromise. Some parts of the park will be left completely to nature, in others people will replant the trees, hoping that they choose the right species well adapted to the future climate. Vít Pohanka, Radio Prague International.
2: And that feature by Vít Bohanka ends today's programme. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today here on Radio Prague International. But if you want more, you can find the entire Radio Prague archive, as well as photos, articles and videos on our website www.radio.cz. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Once again, this is Anna Fodor saying thanks for listening and we hope you have a lovely rest of your day.